Welcome to My Fair Katie, a film review podcast. I, Katie Schmick, watch movies with my dad. That'd be me, Scott Schmick. Together we will dive into sometimes deep, but hopefully always fun discussions of classic films. Today's movie is Frankenstein. The man who made a monster! No? That one was pretty good. That was not bad. A monster science created, but could not destroy. No? I like the first one. I got one more tagline. Warning! The monster is loose! Made in 1931, Frankenstein is a horror masterpiece based on the Mary Shelley novel. Colin Clive stars as the evil Dr. Frankenstein. Is he actually the doctor? He's not a doctor yet, is he? No. We always call him doctor. But, but he hadn't finished school. He's a medical school dropout. <laughs> and Boris Karloff plays the iconic role of the monster. Dr. Frankenstein wants to build a man in his own image using the body of a dead man. He and his assistant, Fritz, dig up a freshly buried coffin and steal the body. That was really weird. Kind of gross, too, right? Yeah, and they showed the family before, like, crying. Yeah, and I felt like kind of... They dug him right up. And then they cut down the other dude from the gallows, too. Yeah, but yeah. they couldn't use him because his neck was broken. So they decide to steal a brain from Dr. Frankenstein's former teacher, Dr. Waldman. When Fritz accidentally drops the glass jar with the label Good Brain on it... He decides to take the glass jar with the label Bad Brain. Using Dr. Frankenstein's science, the body is brought to life during a thunderstorm, and the monster is born. Later, Dr. Frankenstein realizes that he's created an aggressive monster. He decides to lock the monster up in a cell. After the monster is repeatedly bullied and provoked by Fritz, the monster kills him. When the monster escapes, he meets a little girl playing near the water. The monster and the girl throw flowers in the water. Enjoying the playing, the monster proceeds to pick up the girl and throw her, the pretty flower, in the water, too. That was a bittersweet moment. Bittersweet? How was it sweet? Well, it was sweet because, like, he didn't know any better. And he thought that she was, like, a pretty flower. But it was also really sad because, you know, the little girl died. The monster appears in the bedroom of Dr. Frankenstein's fiance, terrifying her. The little girl has drowned, and the father carries her up through the streets. That scene was also very sad. Yeah. The right city's... the middle of the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody was just staring at him while, I... while people were, like, partying around him. I like the guys doing the dancing where they're slapping their feet and, you know, and their thighs and their lederhosen. The city's population rises into an uproar, demanding the death of Frankenstein's monster. The monster is driven into an old mill, dragging the doctor with him. The monster hurls the doctor from the top of the mill. His fall broken, he survives. The people of the city had set the mill on fire, and the monster perishes therein. The doctor finally marries Elizabeth. So this movie is on an AFI list. It's the number 56 most thrilling movie. It's not on the AFI 100 list? No. But it is a classic monster movie. Yeah. It's like the classic monster movie. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 100. Not a whole lot of reviews to pick from. Mm. Popcorn rating 87. IMDb is 7.8. How about earmuffs? No bad language. No real gore. 
intense scenes? Sometimes. Murdering a little girl? There was some smoking. And there was some drinking of wine. And champagne. For the staff. Of course. <laughs> I like that I like that the champagne was for the staff. Yeah. They mm-hmm. won't appreciate the Baron's even like, they won't appreciate this good wine. Give them some champagne. <laughs> so are you familiar with the Prometheus myth? Yes. Are you really? No. You know who the Titans were in Greek mythology? Yeah. Okay, so Prometheus was one of the Titans. Prometheus used clay to create man, and he loved him so much. He loved his man so much. And Athena breathed life into them. But Prometheus saw that they were kind of stuck. So he decided to give them fire to help them become civilized and advance. Zeus, not a big fan of this move. Zeus didn't want men having fire because it was from Mount Olympus, and he wanted only the gods to have fire. So he punished Prometheus. You know what he did? No. He, remember, the Titans were immortal, so they couldn't die. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he strapped him to a rock where an eagle would come and eat his liver every day. Every night his liver would go back, and every day it would come back and eat out his liver. For eternity. Just for giving man fire? Yeah. Zeus was nonplussed at this whole fire situation. Zeus doesn't seem like the nicest guy. <laughs> no. no. No, Greek mythology is full of stories of Zeus being a real turd. <laughs> I should be careful. <laughs> Imagine you just get zapped by lightning. Yeah, we're getting zapped by lightning right now. <laughs> so, the uh, Mary Shelley novel, Frankenstein, is actually called Frankenstein, a modern Prometheus the subtitle do you see the parallels between the prometheus story and the story of frankenstein yeah except that prometheus backfired for him not for everybody else around him oh that's a good point you mean like the village Mm -hmm. yeah but they both uh they both fell in love with their creation took it too far and suffered consequences yeah although Dr. Frankenstein, we'll call him Dr. Frankenstein. Okay. Dr. Frankenstein, still working on his medical degree. Dr. Frankenstein, Frankenstein, his consequences seem kind of light. Yeah, like they still got married. Yeah. Like he just goes back to having a normal life, apparently. Mm -hmm. Not so much for Maria's dad. Yeah. Or Dr. Waldman's wife and children. Or Dr. Waldman. Or Dr. Waldman. <laughs> Fritz. He kind of deserved it. I'm sorry. Fritz was a real jerk. Yeah, seriously. You know he's afraid of fire. And you know that he can seriously hurt you. He's like four times your size. Yeah, just because he's chained up. Yeah. you got to think those chains are going to break. That's what he gets for taking the abnormal brain. So who's our hero? Now let's let's think of it in the traditional sense of hero meaning protagonist. The main character. That the story's about. Dr. Frankenstein. Dr. Frankenstein. But if you really think about it, it's hard to decide because Frankenstein, some people might say that he's the villain, even though I think that the villain would be Dr. Frankenstein because he was the one who created the monster. And even though, like, he knew that he was dangerous, kind of, after seeing how he got upset when Fritz came in with the fire, he still, like, continued to go on with his experiment. And Frankenstein, like he didn't really realize 
like what he was but doing, I think. Frankenstein. And Frankenstein, <laughs> like the actual Frankenstein. Doctor Frankenstein. No, 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 the actual Frankenstein. The monster. Yeah, the monster. I'll call him the monster. The monster didn't. I don't think he really meant any of the deaths that he did. Well, most of them, at least. Fritz. He deserved it. <laughs> and okay, so wait. did the doctor. The doctor was trying to kill him. Well, let's get to the monster next. Okay. Let's talk about the doctor. What were his motivations? He wanted to bring the dead back to life. Even more so creating his own man. Yeah. Making himself God. Mm-hmm. So was he a good guy? Depends on how you think about it. There's a thought in a twisted way that that technology could bring good to the world. Although in a pet cemetery kind of way, not so much. We're in a Frankenstein kind of way. <laughs> What would you have done differently if you were Dr. Frankenstein and you had embarked on these experiments? Let's say you'd actually done the experiment. Well, first of all, I wouldn't have Fritz go and get the brain or like Fritz do really anything. Well, no, no, no. Let's obviously let's skip. Let's say you had brought the monster back to life. What choices do you make from there on out? I don't know. Do you I do you put the monster down as soon as you learn that he's he's got an abnormal brain? Yes. Yeah. So you just kill him, even though he's a thinking being. Well, but he killed other thinking beings. Not at first. We're talking about, like, right afterward. And then Dr. Waldman tells him, you took that brain from my lab? That was the criminal brain. Oh, yeah, then I put him down. So you kill him because he had a criminal brain. Yeah. But you saw him later, and he's, like, having sweet fun with the little girl. And... He's, remember, remember when he first goes in and he wants to show him the light and he opens up the sunroof, sunroof, (laughs) and he sees like the sunlight, he's just reaching for the light. He's just, yeah. And I feel really bad for him then. Yeah. He's terrified of the fire, but he just wants to reach for the sun and his warm glow. Well, actually I take that back. You take what back? Like I wouldn't just immediately put him down. I would kind of make. Not train him, but I would treat him better, so maybe that he would he wouldn't be like he was before. Keep like, Fritz away from. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, besides the little girl, every single death was because somebody like triggered him. Triggered. 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 Yeah. Oh, I thought you said triggered, like triggered treated. <laughs> no, but the little girl, um, he was just trying to be sweet, and he didn't realize it. No, you could see when she disappeared under the water. He didn't know. He like freaked out yeah, and panicked and ran, away. and ran away. This episode of My Fair Katie is brought to you by Buzz Recruiter, the smartest way to hire people that will actually do the work. It's hard to find the right person. Say you're looking for a lab assistant. You need someone that can carry dead weight, follow orders, and be kind to the patrons. It's easy to get started. First, post a job. Be specific with your needs and the duties required. To find the best fit, make sure to list the duties and benefits. To find the best match, Buzzer Creator will need to know whether there are dangerous tasks or heavy lifting involved. Potential matches will want to know whether they get health and dental. Buzz Recruiter will then send you a list of great matches. Review the candidates, hire, and repeat. It's that simple. Get started today at buzzrecruiter.com. Just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. So, let's talk about the bad guy, the monster. 
What were his motivations? To be free. Yeah, to be free. He wanted to be free. Yeah. He did not like being trapped. No. And to be away from fire. Yeah. <laughs> but it seemed like he just wanted to live a life and explore. It didn't seem yeah. like he had memories of the... Life before. Right. So the memories that were in the brain had disappeared. But he knew how to, like, he knew what to do, kind of. Like, when, like, he knew English and stuff. Because when no, he... Dr. Frankenstein told him oh, to sit yeah. down. That's a good point. But he couldn't talk, but maybe it was because his uh, like, brain wasn't connected to his vocal cords, or maybe his brain was too damaged Yeah. from sitting in formaldehyde. Hmm. And then again, he also didn't know about... He didn't seem to think that the little girl would drown, too. No, he didn't understand that. Did the monster have a point? Yeah. He didn't want to be created, but he did. And he didn't want to just go on a murder and rampage? No. Okay, so who who who's his body count? First was Fritz. Yeah, then the doctor. Fritz terrified him with fire. Yeah, which is totally Fritz's fault. To- well, I mean... You shouldn't be murdered for torturing, you know, well, for teasing somebody. But, but his fault. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> then and it was Dr. Valden. Who was killing him. Who was going to cut him open and kill him, yeah. Although, again, it may have been an overreaction. To kill somebody who's trying to kill you? That's an overreaction. That's not an overreaction. It's well, self-defense. Okay, that's a fair point. But I don't know that he was trying to kill him. I think he thought he was dead. Because he had injected him with the stuff. Whatever that was in the needle. Yeah, but he still tried to kill him with that. Well, he was going to dissect him for scientific purposes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, right. He did try to he did try to kill him with poison. Yeah. Whatever was in the... Okay. Yes. That's true. But at the time, he wasn't... He wasn't, like, trying to kill him. I think if the monster gets up, knocks him down, not going to chase him out of the room. Yeah. So maybe he gets away without having to murder him or kill him. Yeah, but he doesn't. He might not know that. Right. He probably doesn't know that. So fair enough. Okay. And there's... Body number three. Maria. Maria. Who is helpless in that situation. Which we discussed before. Not intentional. No. Totally an accident. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's simple and didn't understand the consequences, Mm -hmm. but... Did not intend to kill a little girl. Really liked the little girl. Yeah. Uh, I was the only person in the whole movie that was nice to him. And then he tried to kill the doctor by throwing him off the windmill. Who actually survives? Who deserved it, too? Who tried yeah. to kill him? Okay. So did he have a point? It was the question. And yeah. it seems like he definitely did, more yeah. than any villain we've talked about in the entire podcast so far. Yeah. But he's supposed to be the scariest one. I think he's just misunderstood by people. Yeah. Would you be his friend? Yeah. If he didn't... You... Wait. Okay. <laughs> As my daughter, we have to have a little talk here. <laughs> well, to... If you see... A creepy man... A creepy man... Walk into your house... <laughs> somebody you don't know... Then say, do you want to play with me? Yeah. Stranger danger. Go find another adult. <laughs> somebody that large, you might want to find a police officer. <laughs> Maybe the fire department. You know, that kind of thing. Okay. If you are on by a lake by yourself, maybe swim out to the middle of the lake. He probably can't catch you. But she didn't know how to swim, clearly. She didn't know how to swim, but you do. Okay, so this is okay. a lesson for you. 
if a monster ever comes up to you, I don't want you to play with him. I don't want you to be his friend. (laughs) Okay, now that we set that aside, (laughs) you don't, you clearly don't actually want, would want to be his friend. But he's very sweet. He's got a real temper. I just wouldn't make him mad. I'd get, I'd give him food all the time. (laughs) Just like load him up with Skittles? Yeah. That might be a bad idea. Who knows what he'll do then? Oh, yeah. He'd be like a little kid with with sugar. It's almost like Lily. He'd just destroy the house. Like, literally tear down the house. Oh, yeah. Maybe I wouldn't be friends with him. (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, look at what he did by accident. So maybe not friends, but certainly... Nice. I don't know if he's nice. No, no, I... You would be nice. I would be nice to him. Uh, try to hide and then run away. But anyway, the point is is that in 1931, he was supposed to be super scary. He was a super scary monster. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting about the book? And and the movie is, is close enough to the book for a movie. When Mary Shelley wrote the novel... There was a lot of gothic horror. And gothic horror, you would have like a ghost story. And at the end, there'd be an explanation as to how the ghost had happened, how the ghost story had happened. At the end, it would say, oh, but the colonel was murdered here, and that's why he haunts this room, right? Yeah. Um, But in Frankenstein, what was interesting is that Mary Shelley twisted that, and she took the gothic horror novel, flipped the explanation to the beginning, and created science fiction. Really kind of created science fiction. She starts with, here's some potential science. Science-y stuff. <laughs> in which case, in this, the doctor is like, I found something beyond ultraviolet. It's super-duper violet. <laughs> and that's what creates life. Right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> so we start off with the science thing. So you got to like get through the science. Okay, get through the science. And then halfway through the movie comes the monster. Did you like the reveal? Yeah. Where he actually comes up the stairs backward. Yeah. <laughs> so that when they open the door, he could turn around and you see Boris Karloff's face. Yeah. So I just thought that was an interesting thing that Mary Shelley kind of created science fiction by flipping this gothic horror novel backward. Yeah. The craft work. So what do you think about the cinematography? I thought it was great. The one scene that I really loved was when they were at the mill. Uh-huh. Um, Frankenstein and Dr. Frankenstein and they were at the top of the mill and like at the like attic part of it and there was the the gears turning yeah the gears turning and they were each standing on either side and they would put the camera through it Uh like and it was almost like they were staring at each other but you could only see one face at a time yeah it was really cool and the the wheel was turning around in front of their faces yeah as they were in the showdown yeah it was a really good showdown Mm mhm yeah what about music? There really wasn't any music, was there? No. Just in the like wedding celebration and everything. Yeah. Maybe that it could have been scarier then if they put like scary music in the scary parts. Yeah, they could have built up the scariness with music. But I guess it was scary enough for nineteen thirty one. It was scary it was so scary that it built the entire Universal Studios. I didn't think it was scary. Well, nineteen thirty one was really scary and then they had Bride of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein, Frankenstein meets Dracula, Frankenstein and the Wolfman, and just tons and tons of Frankenstein movies. And then Universal used that, and they're like, hey, these monster movies are great. So then they started with all kinds of different monsters. 
and really built up Universal Studios. Yeah. Like were, werewolves? Werewolves, yep. The Wolfman, they called them. They were, uh, they were cheap, and people went to go see them. Because they were fun to watch. Yeah, they were fun to watch. Kind of like horror movies now. It's, yeah. The horror movies last, there's been like a renaissance for the last 15 years. They're really cheap, and they get a good amount of people to see them, and so they pump them out. And as long as they're they're good, they can keep having sequel after sequel after sequel, like Saw or The Purge or all those other movies. They just do it, more and more and more. It wasn't as cheap. Saw was actually pretty cheap, and sequels were too. It was a big movie based on expensive intellectual property, Stephen King novel. Oh, oh yeah. What about special effects? The makeup was really good for Frankenstein. Yeah, definitely was. Was really good. What about the bolts in his neck? What do you think they were there holding? His head on his neck. You think you were bolting like his head? Oh no! Wait. Spine? Um, maybe they were like that's like how he got his life. Like that's oh. what zapped him. Oh, you think it was like conducting electricity into his brain? <laughs> Can I be honest with you? I thought of that because of Monster High. There's like a character like Frankie, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. And that's how she gets her energy. <laughs> does she plug in like a car battery? Put like positive on one side, negative on the other? Uh, yeah. Sometimes she does that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and like, if she goes near a like a light bulb or something, it zaps her. <laughs> <sighs> we have really devolved on this podcast <laughs> from Gone with the Wind to Monster High. So, the bolts. Good idea. We never thought about that. With, the, like, the lightning and everything. Yeah. In the lab. Well, that's pretty good. You can yeah. buy a lot of stuff with a sharper image since, like, the 70s. But back in 1931, that was probably really cool. It was really cool. Yeah, it still was really cool. Like, when uh, you go to, like, the science museum, like we did in uh, in Boston, and they did the lightning show. Yeah, and they played music with lightning. They did. But it was the same special effects. Still cool today. The fire was pretty good. Yeah, it in looked the mill. like real fire, kind of. Uh, some of it was in the mill. Really? Yeah, they had some fire, and if you look carefully, you could see, like, some of it was in front of a screen, but some of it, like, was coming up through the hatch, and they just had, like, like probably, like, gas flames, like a flamethrower shooting up through the hatch, but controlled, so it didn't set everything on fire. Oh. But they used a lot of real fire. Yeah. Like, those torches were real fire, and they were swinging it around, and the actors were grabbing it. Can you imagine an actor today, like, dealing with a real torch no. lit? Like, in a fight, remember when the, when the two of them are, like, tussling, oh. and the torch is on the ground, and the he doctor like gets pushed by, Yeah, he, like, rolls over it and, like, kind of just picks it up and moves it, yeah. <laughs> and it goes back. <laughs> he probably should have picked it up, and because it was the one thing the monster yeah. was afraid of. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't supposed to be there. Probably wasn't supposed to be there. No, I'm saying, like, maybe the doctor, not the actor, should have picked it up and used it as a weapon. Because yeah. it was the only thing he could use to defeat the monster. I know, but what if it was, like, a mistake? It wasn't supposed to be there. I know, on the but set. It... You ruined my point. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to move on. What do you think about the costume design? Did you like... Oh, wait, and if that happened, then what would be the story if you can see Frankenstein's face at the end when, like, the fire's consuming him? That made me feel really bad for him. Oh, when he was being burned alive? Yeah. 
It was a really sad scene. He was, like, screaming and terrified. Yeah. And then burned alive, which is a pretty horrible way to go, I would imagine. Yeah. Same with drowning, I bet, too. Yeah. I don't know what's worse. Maybe drowning, because it would take longer. You think? Yeah. You think it would take longer? I don't know. This is awful that we're talking about that. It burn you from like the inside out, you know, like when you hold your breath and it burns your lungs. Yeah. It is awful that we're talking about it. How about the costume design? How did they make Frankenstein so tall? Well, he was tall and he was wearing lifts. Oh. And platform shoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he was also a really big guy. Yeah. Did you like his suit? Yeah, that was cool. That was too short. Yeah. Other costumes? Oh, the wedding dress. Yeah. Did you like that? Yeah, the veil was so pretty. I didn't like her hair, though. No. I'm sure it was fashionable for the time. But it was pretty without the hair. (laughs) How about the editing? I think that it was the perfect amount. Maybe because I was just really tired. but (laughs) But it was also really short. It was really short. But I I, think that it was the perfect amount for the movie. I could have used... I could have used a little bit more of the science-y stuff. I could see that they didn't really need it. But I definitely could have used more of the monster. Yeah, you didn't really show Frankenstein that much. Or even, like, the the terror that he was putting upon the town. Yeah. It didn't really seem to be earned, their terror. No. How about the titles? Two things. One interesting thing about the titles was the monster had a question mark instead of Boris Karloff. But then at the end, in the end credits, they put Boris Karloff in there. That was kind of weird. They relisted the credits. The other thing I wanted to mention, because otherwise they were just, you know, playing credits. The other thing I wanted to mention, though, which was unique, was the opening scene where the studio guy comes out. And warns you. Oh, yeah, not to watch it. You've been warned. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did you like that? Yeah, that was cool. Can you imagine never having seen a scary movie like that? No, it's not very scary to you. It's not very scary to me. Right? But in 1931, no one had ever seen anything like that. When you walk into a theater, and then it's just great showmanship to have that. Yeah. To tell people that you've been warned. You know, leave now. If they still get their money. Well, not that. <laughs> I mean, it just it just gets you ready to be scared. Like it's you make oh, yeah. it it makes you even think it's scarier than it really is. Oh yeah, I guess. The Simpsons pick that up and they do that for their Halloween episodes. Marge will come out and tell you not to complain that you've been warned. <laughs> Which is funny. All right, you have any nits to pick? Yes. Okay, what do you got? I know this is kind of mean to say. But when he throws the little girl into the water, mm-hmm. he only throws her, like, three or four feet. And she totally could have stood up in that water. Like Laurel and Hardy. Maybe she hit, like, a rock or, like, her head hit a rock. Ooh. Yeah, see? Nits aren't very fun when you solve them. And then you solve them in a way that's really sad and even sadder than it was before. Yeah. You should have kept that one to yourself. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you missed my comment about Laurel and Hardy. Like hardy, in the river. Hardy, 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 hard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. In the river where they were just standing up. Yeah. 
she could have done the same thing as what you're saying. Yeah. I noticed that when Dr. Walden was given his uh, lecture, there were two brains there, and he was explaining the normal brain, and it had Latin written on there, and it said normal brain was all typed up, and the other one said criminal brain, and it was in Latin, and it was all typed up. And then Fritz comes up, and it's like handwritten in like yeah. a Sharpie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I literally I a minute later. Like, I know. As soon as he walks out the door, Fritz walks in, and the signs had been changed. I have another one. Yeah. Um, at the wedding, Dr. Frankenstein, he's wearing, like, a tux, you know, like, what you would wear to your wedding. Yep. And then, I'm assuming it's a couple hours later, like, he changes, but not only does he change into, like, like a t-shirt or something comfortable, maybe, for him, but he he changes, no, well, not a t-shirt, like, a shirt, like, right. a, like, something casual. He changes into a riding outfit. I like the puffy pants. Yeah. The director's pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was funny. I got another outfit-related one. So Dr. Walden is uh, going to dissect Frankenstein. And you can see his bare chest, right? His jacket's open. His shirt's pulled up, up to, like, his neck. And he's going to cut into, like, his heart, right? Mm-hmm. And then Frankenstein wakes up, chokes the professor, and then comes down the stairs. And his shirt was down. His shirt was tucked in. His jacket was buttoned up. Maybe he fixed it. Do you, do you really think he fixed it? <laughs> like right away he gets up and he like like takes his pants down a little bit so he could tuck his shirt in neatly and, and how many like how much movement does he have in his hands like it's hard enough to button a button yeah he didn't really seem like the type that was like good at buttoning the buttons I know what you mean <laughs> <laughs> alright unanswered questions there's lots of unanswered questions what happened to the cat <laughs> Maria's cat. That is a yeah, yeah. I was thinking more big picture stuff, but oh well. If you want to be basic, that's okay. I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> just kidding. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. What about Elizabeth? Do we even see her again after she faints? And what what did the monster do to make her faint? He comes in through the window, and then she screams, and we don't see anything, and then we don't see her again. Maybe he was, like, about to kill her, but then he realizes what happened to Maria. And then, then he realizes that, like, Maria, like, she left even though Maria didn't do anything to her, and then he realized that she didn't do anything to him. And she fainted because she got really scared. Why are you answering my questions? They're unanswered questions. I was... (laughs) (laughs) Ruining my answered questions. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Do you have any unanswered questions? No. Yes. What? What do they do with Frankenstein's body? Like, do they go back to the mill? Or are they afraid that it's, like, after, like, in the next thunderstorm, it, like, come back alive or something? <laughs> I'm serious. Well, I guess there was, like, lightning rods around him. Yeah. Do they take his brain out and put it back in? Back in the jar? Yeah. That's kind of weird. That is kind of weird. But I'm sure they paid a lot for that brain. Does Dr. Frankenstein go back to get his medical degree? To earn the title? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I don't know. Or has he been expelled for his crazy experiments? But 
Oh, yeah. I guess everybody in the town knows. Maybe he has to reapply or something. Yeah, Because the doctor you... died. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> reapply to medical school because the professor died? Yeah. And... <laughs> he has to rematriculate? Yeah. Into, e- <laughs> into evil doctor school? <laughs> I, w- I want to know, what are the townspeople? Are they just, like, ready to forgive and forget? Like, oh, oh yeah. you created this giant monster that, that just killed a whole bunch of people and, and terrorized the whole town. But, uh, okay, as long as you say you're not going to do it again, we're cool. Well, he was really rich. He was. He was going to be the Baron one day because his dad was the Baron. I bet the father never forgave him, though. I would He didn't seem to be too concerned about it. He just wanted to make sure he married Elizabeth. Yeah. And have a son. Yeah. Who can go to evil medical school. And become, become an evil doctor. And the Baron. And the Mayor. The Baron. The Baron. That's what I said. Yeah. Do you think that... Okay, so Baron von Frankenstein, he loved his grandmother's wine. His grandfather's wine that his grandmother wouldn't let his grandfather drink. Mm-hmm. Right? And he was super happy several times that I'm so glad that Grandma never let Grandpa drink this wine so that we can enjoy it now. Do you think he was a considerate enough person to get some wine, set it aside, so that his grandkids could enjoy some 50-year-old wine? Probably not. He doesn't seem like the most considerate person. He really didn't seem like a very considerate person at all. I just thought of something that makes me even sadder than I was before. Because Maria, like if you were walking into town and your daughter just died, assuming that both parents would probably come. I would think so. I would hope so. Yeah. But she didn't seem to be there, mm. and so I'm like I'm guessing that, like that was the only thing that he really had, and that his yeah. daughter was his everything. And his wife was probably di- died, probably died in childbirth or something. Yeah. Yeah, she probably wasn't just like at her mother's house for the day. No, no that is really sad. He probably wanted the monster to come and get him too, Tony. Sorry. Shouldn't have been late about that. You know, that is really sad. Speaking of mothers, what about Frankenstein's mother? The Baron was probably a widower himself, right? Yeah. Because you never see his mom around. It's funny how there's no female characters. Except for Elizabeth. Except for Elizabeth, who's really a pretty minor character. And yet the book is written by one of the greatest... Female authors of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that Maria was a huge part of the story. She was a huge part of the story, but wasn't a fleshed-out character. Yeah. You would think Elizabeth or, like you said, you know, there's no mothers in it either. Interesting note, and maybe this is why. Mary Shelley, her mother died in childbirth. That's probably why there's no... Yeah, I bet there's something there. Is it like... Like Steven Spielberg with like all of his stories and his, are about divorced kids. Yeah, because his parents that, got divorced. Do you think that all of her stories are about? I don't know. I have I've only read Frankenstein, but yeah, I bet that's something there. I bet if we did some research, we could learn more about Mary Shelley and and the monster. It's really a very interesting story with lots of deep themes in it that we could probably talk about for a long time. I'm sure people have written many, many papers and books on. Yeah. Pretty good for an hour and ten minute movie. Yeah. I don't think any movie could do that now. 
make you think as much as that movie did with an hour. Yeah, I think you're right. It's pretty impressive. I don't even think Gone with the Wind made me think that much, like that I'm thinking about Frankenstein. And that's like almost three times the length of it. I think it's more than three times. It's more than three and a half hours. And Frankenstein was only like 70 minutes. So go Mary Shelley. (laughs) The big picture. All right, what's the message of the film? We talked a lot about that already. That's a tough, I mean, there's there's a lot of thing, themes going on here, isn't there? The idea of playing God and the consequences of that. And then some of the more subtle themes that we just talked about. Question, though, is, is all this stuff relevant still today? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Have you, have you heard about, like, genetic engineering and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. And there's technologies today that are already, like, we can manipulate different things different parts of humans not just genetically modified organisms but different parts of humans if we wanted to and the idea is you know making that for good using that to take the gene that creates this type of cancer and editing that out of of a person so that they don't get that cancer things like that but but what if it got in the wrong hands exactly which is the scary thing which is why frankenstein is still relevant today Almost 90 years later, as a movie, much longer as a book. So overall in cinema history, where do you think this thing rates? 100, like 100% on the top 100. Really? Yeah, because it's created so many movies. It has. That are really good, too. Mm-hmm. So I think that you should take credit for all those movies. Fair enough. All right, and the Katie goes to our Cherry Limeade Award. The award for the part of the movie you can watch every day. I've got two different nominees. I've got the laboratory, and I've got the big party for the wedding. Do you have any other nominees? No. What do you think of those two nominations? I like the laboratory. The laboratory was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. I think it holds up today. I mean, you would film it differently. Yeah. But the lab, the set itself was pretty good. And then Katie goes to the laboratory. All right. The Odessa Steps Award, the award for the best scene. I have three here. I have the laboratory scene where Frankenstein's monster comes to life. I have the scene with Maria. And I have the big scene at the end with the monster and the doctor. Do you have any other nominations? No. What do you think of those three? They're all really amazing scenes, but if I had to pick, it would definitely be the Maria scene. It was really sad. It's but so it, poignant, yeah. But it's so important to the movie because you see who Frankenstein really is. The monster. The monster, yeah. I know everybody calls him Frankenstein. I know. <laughs> he, if you take that scene out of the movie, he's not very redeemable. No. He kills people to kind of get in his way and annoy him, right? Yeah, but he does like Maria makes him seem like a better character. Maria makes it really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it shows his human side, and that he's not just a lab rat. Speaking of the professor, you know, killing people. There's the professor he kills. How many of these movies that we're gonna watch this season do you think are gonna have like a professor as an important character? 
Because <laughs> we had the Van Helsing character, oh, and now yeah. we've got the Professor Waldman character. I'm assuming that the like the older the movies are, the more professors there are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> professors are very important. Yes. Yeah. All right, so what do you think? Oh, you already gave an award. Yeah, Maria. Okay. All right, so this goes to 11, the award for the most over-the-top moment. Here again, I have the creation scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor himself is very excited. I have the Baron being upset about his son not being around, thinking he's got a different woman. He's kind of over the top there. And I've got the Professor, Waldman, demanding that he kill the monster. He was very adamant about him killing the monster. I have a nomination. Yeah? Um, When they're chasing the monster, trying mm-hmm. to find him. I don't know. It just seemed very extra to me. Yeah. It was a great scene, though. Yeah. I mean, that's like the pitchfork and torch mob. Oh, while we're talking about the mob scene, right? Here's another nitpick. <laughs> when, <laughs> when they're... Frankenstein is chasing uh, the monster with his part of the mob through the mountains. And he's like, come on, everybody. Make sure you stay together. Okay, now you guys go that way and you guys come this way. <laughs> like, like, not even a break between the two sentences, between him telling everybody to stay together and then ordering them to split in half. <laughs> and then 15 seconds later, he's off climbing a mountain and everybody else is already gone. Yeah. And he's by himself. <laughs> Just another little nit. But go ahead. Okay. Isn't so, he supposed to be like a scientist too? Like very clever? Yeah, well, he's evil scientist. Oh. Like Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Like Dr. Doofenshmirtz, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our nominees. the It's a live scene. The Baron getting upset. The professor demanding he kill him. And then the pitchfork mob. Over the top. Well, I don't think it would be the it's alive scene because, you know, you just brought the dead back. <laughs> yeah, I guess you really can't be over the top with that, can you? No. I would your be pretty work. excited. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? And the Katie goes to the pitchfork scene. <laughs> okay. McDonald's French Fry Award, the award for the most delicious side in the movie. I've got three nominees. I've got the Baron himself. I've got the Professor. And I've got Fritz. I didn't like Fritz. No? no? Wait, can I add on? Would it be mean to say Maria? Maybe. Yeah. These nominees tend to be like fun things in the movie, side characters. But I really liked her. She was really nice to him. It's a good lesson. That's the message of the movie. What? Don't talk to strangers. How about the lesson is don't create monsters so they go around and killing everybody? Hey, you can't control what other people do. You can only control yourself. I can control not making a monster that goes on a murdering rampage. But you can't control the evil scientist next door from doing it. But when you see that evil monster, stay away. Lesson. Big lesson in the movie. Really, the movie is about stranger danger. No? No. Okay. So who's the Katie go to? I mean, you give out the awards. I think it's against the spirit of the word, but you give out yeah. the awards. I guess Fritz. No, the professor. Fritz, like, he told, like, I didn't like Fritz. Well, he was a jerk. Yeah. But he was fun to watch. Yeah. He also created Igor, which so many, like, movies used. The Igor character? Yeah. 
Yeah. Again, another thing in Monster High. It's the pictures that got small. <laughs> the best quote of the movie. Finally, last the movie was silent. No quotes. Yay. We got some good ones this time. He's just resting, waiting for another life. Not bad. Wait, I'm, I'm going to back a little bit. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive! <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I heard that. Can you do that again? <laughs> that's a good one. I mean, that's classic. Yeah. Okay. Oh, in the name of God, now I know what it feels like to be God. Okay. Crazy, am I? We'll see whether I'm crazy or not. Dangerous? Poor old Waldman. Have you never wanted to do anything that was dangerous? Where should we be if no one tried to find out what lies beyond? A little more thought-provoking. Yeah. So those are the nominees I got. You got anything? No. Okay. What do you think? And the kitty goes to the second one, but I don't really remember what it was. Can you do that again? It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. That one, yeah. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive. Here, you try it. No. Go ahead. Just Will you it. edit it out if it sounds bad? Yes, of course. It's alive! It's no. alive! No. Build it up. It's alive. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive! It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> Alright, fine. Alright, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Who wins the movie? Or what? Could be character. Could be Mary Shelley. Could be science fiction in general. I think it should be the audience. The audience? Wow, you like this movie that much? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to argue that. Well, it also makes you think a lot. It made me think a lot. And it works for almost every generation. Still working today. Yep. Are you? Just like Mr. Smith. Yeah. It does. Just like Mr. Smith. Yeah. And it makes you, like, just like Mr. Smith, it makes you think a lot, too. Yeah. Just think how many people aren't watching these old movies. I know. It's crazy. Hopefully they listen to the podcast. They go watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch the movie. Turn off the podcast. Go watch the movie. Yeah, son. (laughs) R-E-S-P-C-T. Should this movie be remade? I mean, obviously, it's been remade lots and lots of times. Okay. Should, in 2019, should somebody do a true remake? Like, exactly? Well, you know, not exactly. Well, yeah. But faithful to the original. Yeah. Yeah? What do you think? Uh. I don't know if it wouldn't be as good, but. So, the monster in the book is smarter. And it's more into his emotions in the book. So, by faithful, I mean faithful to the movie. Faithful to the book, they've actually done other stories that maybe are even more faithful to the book. Um, should it, there be a remake faithful to the movie? Eh, I don't know. I don't, it wouldn't be as good, but it would still. I think as a remake, it should be remade as other science fiction movies have been remade, and that is... Um, kind of like it, but not the exact. Yeah, not creating life with lightning and ultraviolet rays, but mm-hmm. using genetic engineering and things like that. Ooh, they should make a modern one. Like Jurassic Park. They should make like a modern one where it's a robot or something. 
But not like an evil robot that goes around and kills people, like a robot with actual feelings or something. Artificial intelligence? Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of those. Oh. Yeah, so I mean, it's like so pervasive. There's so many movies now. There have been so many movies. But like, there's some really good ones. Like, Ex Machina. Where you create artificial intelligence and create other thinking beings. Or other... Other... uh, Ones where the robots don't know they're robots. There's tons of movies like that. Like Blade Runner. But that's not about making it. That's about being it. Oh. But there's so many movies where they put intelligence into non-human life. And then there's the struggle, the question of... The question I asked you. Like, is it life? Is it worth preserving? Or can you just snuff it out if it gets in your way? And when do you cross that line? It's it's just such a great theme that's carried on as technology has progressed into different and different things each generation. So I don't think it needs to be remade. No, now that you said that, I don't think so either. Michael Myers scale, scariness from 1 to 10, where would you rank this one? I would say that it's more thought-provoking than it is scary, so 3. Yeah, a 3. Yeah, there weren't really like jump scares or anything. No. You pretty much knew everybody was going to die who died. Yeah. Alright, that's a wrap. My brief takeaways of the movie. Um, we've talked a lot about the movie and and the importance of it. So I'll just say that it it still is a pretty decent watch on its own. What do you think? I think that it's really incredible how it's only an hour and ten minutes, but it makes you think so much more than like any other movie that we've watched. And there's so many references to other movies. Yeah. And before too long, we'll perhaps watch Young Frankenstein, a Mel Brooks movie. It's super funny. I thought you were about to say scary. No, it's super funny. And it follows the exact same storyline. Really? Well, with a few little tweaks. Oh. <laughs> we'll watch that when we do a comedy season. How's that sound? Good. All right. Say that's a wrap, Katie. That's a wrap, Katie. This episode of My Fair Katie was written and produced by Scott and Katie Schimmick. A special thanks for our music to Mario Chardy Esquire, the best IP lawyer on this side of the Hudson.